0: Hello, my name is Josh Volin. Um Today we're going to be going over DNA mutation and repair. Um, this is a really interesting episode because basically this is uh, and very important for clinical implications. Like when things, when your DNA gets mutated or it has an issue or is damaged, right, this leads to downstream effects of, you know, you then, you know, wind up transcribing that DNA or replicating and then transcribing which results in mRNA that has mutations, which then results in proteins that don't work. Um, so it can also result in mutations that lead to abnormal cell growth. This can lead to cancer, which is exactly what we see here. I'm going to give you some examples of um, specific uh, disease states that are caused by um, uh, you know, aberrant uh, or absent DNA repair. So anyways, let's get into it. The first thing I want to go over is this general idea of... Um, repair right the four R's of DNA repair. You got to recognize the mutation. You have to remove that mutation or issue with the DNA. You have to be able to repair it, and then you have to religate it right. So when um, when you have an issue with uh, either uh, you know your your DNA polymerase is running down this chain of DNA. And all of a sudden, it reaches this part where it's like, "Hey, like I can't proceed any further." Usually, there's a reason for that, or, or I, uh, and what it'll do is it'll it'll basically result in um, the recognition of a um, you know a mutation, right? So then your body's like, "Okay, well we need to remove that." That's the second R of uh, repair, and it'll do that through a few different uh, methods, usually via an endonuclease, which just comes in and literally cuts. That individual strand, um, at the uh, usually I think it's I believe at the three prime location of the um, nu- like the nucleotide, right? And then it goes ahead and repairs it via DNA polymerase, and then it religates it via ligase. Okay. Now that's how things work, right? It recognizes it, then it removes it either via um, an endonuclease or a lyase or a uh, nucleotide glycosylase, depending on where we're at. Then it repairs it via DNA polymerase, and then it religates it via a ligase. Now, that seems simple, but and it is. It really is. It is that simple, right? But, though, but there's different types of mutations that then require different types of repairs, specifically four kinds. There's four kinds that we need to be aware of. The first is mismatch repair. Which is when you have basically uh, the DNA, right? When you have a base pair, A, right? A binds to T in DNA, and G binds to C. Well, when your DNA accidentally says no, 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 this A is now going to be bound to G, right? Your, 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 uh, that will be recognized as a mismatch, and it will end up undergoing repair. And the way that it undergoes. Repair is basically, it'll recognize that mismatch. It's going to cut out that entire strand of the dual, like the double-stranded DNA, right? It cuts out the entire strand, right? And then it um, repairs it via DNA polymerase, then religates it. And this is actually, um, when this doesn't work, it's usually due to uh, specific um, transcription factors that are coded for by MSH and MLH. Um, this is like the gene. That you should remember and it's directly associated with colon cancer and young adults right so the the question is gonna be you know there's a young guy he has um, colon cancer and it's all over his colon and you're like trying to figure out like why well it's uh, it's related to this gene MSH MLH 1 and it's it is due to mismatch repair the, the answer is gonna ask you what has gone wrong and you're gonna say mismatch repair okay the next question, uh, or the next type of DNA repair, is called base excision repair. And base excision repair is a really interesting um, thing that happens. Basically, it, it it allows you, rather than take out to take out an entire um, strand right away, you can take out individual um, like nucleo uh, base pairs of the nucleotide. Right, that's why it's called a base excision repair. And what happens basically is you have this glycosylase that comes in and cuts out that sugar backbone. Um, and then an AP endonuclease will come in, and um, basically cut at the three prime site of that individual strand where the, endo, uh, the nucleotide was. And then you're going to have a lyase that comes in and, and cuts at the five prime phosphate side. It'll remove that strand. You're then going to have DNA polymerase come in, um, recopying. It's you know um, uh, um, hom- homologous strand, right? It's going to come in. Uh, recopy just basically its other strand, and then um, re-ligate it via ligase. And that's called base excision repair. This is an interesting one as well. This is usually uh, linked with cancers. It's a little bit more broad. Um, You should just have a general understanding of how that works. The key for this one is for depurination, right, depurines, purines, right, if you remember pure as gold, um, A and G, right, Um, these A and G as far as purines go, they only need the endonuclease. But if you need to do a deamination, right, which is for pyrimidines, you'll need all three of these enzymes, or I guess both. There's always going to be the need for a liase, or an endonuclease, I'm sorry, but for this, uh, you'll need all three, right? You'll need the nucleotide glycosylase, um, which pinches off that uh, uh, sugar backbone from the nucleotide, and then you need the endonuclease to snip that 3' prime side, and then the lias to strip that. 5' side for the deaminations or depyramidations, okay? So next up, we're going to talk about nucleotide excision repair. This is a really interesting one. It's linked uh, specifically the high yield component here to remember about nucleotide excisions is that this is due to thymine and cysteine binder uh, dimers, which is directly related to UV light, right? So this is going to be the cause of a ton of like melanomas and weird skin pigmentation and skin cancers. When you cannot do nucleotide excision repair, you're going to get these weird skin cancers because your skin is getting exposed to UV light all the time, right? So again, the way that this this works is you'll have these uh, nucleotide, um, basically dimers of thymine and or cysteine, and basically once it's detected, the uh, the DNA that surrounds it like sort of like lifts off because there's not like enough um, uh, bond there, and then that gets recognized. You'll have an endonuclease come, it cuts uh, the strand. Um, and then you have DNA polymerase come down, and it just recopies the DNA off of its, uh, you know, homolog or uh, keep saying homologous, but opposite um, uh, strand, okay? And the big thing that I want you to take away from this one is that this is due to, like, melanomas and skin cancers, right? Uh, when nucleotide excision repair doesn't work, it causes melanomas and skin cancers, okay? so. Chromosome repairs, right? This is a little bit of a bigger topic. But let's say you are having chemotherapy, right? And you are destroying DNA left and right. And you're having uh, basically large portions of your DNA get broken, not just necessarily like individual mismatches or single nucleotides, right? Um, You're going to have huge portions. Well, there's two ways to fix this, right? You can either cut out the damaged portion completely and then just religate. Uh, whatever isn't damaged together. This is obviously you're going to like cut out huge sections of potentially gene-rich areas, so it's not as accurate. But This is actually the more likely um, way of fixing these. The other thing you can do is called homologous chromosome repair, which is basically, um, this is like uh, an interesting thing where you basically will have damage to one, um, I want to say chromatid, Of your chromosome right you have two chromatids usually for per chromosome when it's replicated so basically what will happen is you'll have damage to one of these um, and uh, it'll utilize the opposite homolog to basically recopy the healthy part of that DNA that I guess that that damaged part of DNA and then it uses similar uh enzymes again you'll be be using an endonuclease and a ligase to uh cut those out you'll use the polymerase to recopy it and then a ligase to ligate those strands back together but that's the difference between non-homologous and homologous gene repair specifically i just i just want to repeat that one more time because it can be sort of confusing right for non-homologous end joining you're gonna basically just like cleave out the damaged part and then just bind them back, uh, ligate them back together uh, afterwards, right? This uh, results in deletions of of DNA, right, which isn't um, gonna be as accurate as if you do homologous recombination, which is where you have damaged um, individual parts of your DNA, but you utilize your, um, basically, opposite um, homologous uh, chromatid, to recopy those healthy parts for the DNA, and then you just religate them, okay? So that's that's the basics of DNA repair. The interesting thing here is BRCA1 and BRCA2 actually are genes that, um, uh, you know, are important for homologous chromosome repair, and when those have mutations, you lead to things that would like the well-known, you know, breast cancer, hopefully you've heard, but BRCA1, BRCA2, super high yield for that because when you have issues with that, you're unable to do homologous, you um, uh, chromosome repair, which results in, you know, you're only able to do non-homologous, which has a ton of errors. And then you get um, aberrant, you know, cell uh, formation, and then you get cancer. So that's the high yield stuff. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about protein folding. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about in episode nine, how when um, that secondary structure, right, that's just the, the when the protein gets made, it gets interacted on by proteins. Uh, or amino acids, uh, you know, in the chain, they interact with each other as well as with the water surrounding that amino acid, like poly, uh, you know, peptide sequence, right? So it's going to fold, and it might fold in the into like the most thermodynamically stable state for it, but it might not be the best state for actually it to perform its function. So you need to have ordered folding in order to do that. So in order to have, uh, you know, ordered folding, there's a few things our body does, and we'll talk about that in the next episode, Um, uh, episode 11, protein folding. So we'll see you there. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you're asking yourself, you know, like, man that's a lot of uh information just for some mismatch you know or just for repair i highly recommend quickly going on google and just literally typing in mismatch repair or base excision repair chromosome repair nucleotide excision repair um and just reading about them on wikipedia and watching them on YouTube, there's some incredible options that'll help you. Not only you know here, you've now been um, introduced to these concepts, and I've tried to talk through each. But being able to see them in action is another thing that'll help sort of you know bring the full picture into place. So we'll do the same with protein folding. We'll see you uh, in the next episode.